0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Christian Caruso. He's a Venezuelan writer, and he's done a number of articles for Breitbart, and in fact he's done a recent series uh, where he's talking about life under socialism. And Christian, it's an honor to have you on with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Dan. Good
0: afternoon to everyone. <laughs> um, so we have a—we're fortunate today. We have a Skype connection to you. I've been told that telephone connections are not too good where you live, so we're fortunate that so far Skype is working for us. Um, one of the most recent articles that you penned concerns mourning for the victims. Of Venezuela's healthcare quote unquote miracle. So, why don't we jump right into that point, Christian? Can you tell us a little bit about Venezuela's healthcare from your perspective?
1: Well, uh, this is a kind of a personal uh, area for me because both my parents uh, were doctors, uh, my mother was uh, held uh, the head of the premier pain and palliative care unit in in Caracas and for 16 years she built up the unit from the ground up and it was one of the best things in in the in Venezuela's failing public health system Uh, Venezuela has has always had both a public and a private system Uh, both work in tandem um, neither of which have been perfect but it Things work to a certain extent things you know you, you you knew what to expect when it came to the public system and you knew what to expect when it came to the private system. However, uh, since the the collapse of socialism began here at the start of the decade, things really took a turn for the worst and the health system, both public and private, are in such a dire state right now and things are very tragically uh, to the point that there there's an absurd amount of shortage of medicine there's no supplies most hospitals have uh, have been shut down a lot of units have been te- are, are in place in technical shutdowns and they are barely trying to stay afloat but every day it gets harder you know every, every day it's doctors are, are, are having are having to deal with such an impossible task at hand
0: yeah that's right Um, One of the things that comes to my mind is that young people today um, somehow are being impressed that uh, socialism is good, and we we just need to try it, you know. But not one instance in the history of the world that I'm aware of has shown that socialism is worth anything. It's no good. And um, you're experiencing it firsthand. Now, here your parents are doctors, and uh, I believe your mother was an anesthesiologist, and she's got five extra medical specialties, and so um, you guys know firsthand of what socialism breeds. Now, you mentioned something about medicines. Here in the States, we can go to the emergency room, and medicines are available. What's it like in Venezuela if you have an emergency and you go to the hospital?
1: Well, I'm going to tell the story of what happened a few, a few weeks before my mother passed away. She passed away last year of cancer. Mm. And earlier in March of 2018, she wasn't feeling well. She called her doctor and, she to- and he told her, just go to the hospital. Just go to the hospital. And I drove her. I drove her to the same hospital that she worked for 16 years. When when you arrive to the hospital, send the emergency doors, you'll find yourself uh, uh, against two or three military guys who, who guard the entrance because all entrances have been militarized in that hospital. Um, uh, a nurse gave my, my, my mom a wheelchair. The wheelchair was in a very, very, very bad state, but it was all they had at the time. Uh, like 10 minutes later, I almost... I find myself finding almost entering a fight with with a nurse who demanded the wheelchair back because he wanted it back for somebody else, and you know I was in such a state of desperation. I told her, no, just let let, leave, let my mother use it, please. Uh, sure. She doesn't feel well. She she can't walk. She just just let her please, let her let her be at least there for a few moments. I almost got into a fight with a guy. Eventually we 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 apologize to each other. And we explained our reasonings to each other and, well, but, and then one of the nurses says, yeah, your mother needs to get a blood test, but we don't have materials to carry out blood tests anymore. Mm. yes, so I, you know, I have to leave, I didn't want to leave her alone. I had to leave her alone with a nurse. She promised me she would take care of her. I take my mother's car and I started driving around Caracas trying to find a place where where I could get a te- the 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 required blood tests uh, after two three hours I managed to get them. I come back and, and, and well, what you see there is just utter despair, utter and complete despair. You see people desperate because there's no supplies. There's people all you know, all all the all the facilities in the hospital have, have been. Thrown asunder, the, the bathrooms don't work. Uh, there's no air conditioning. There's nothing. No, there's not even a, a chair where to sit. And, and well, it's, it's just—it's it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. A complete nightmare. Um, and and uh, that was last year. This year, I've been told that things are even worse.
0: Oh, now you—you um, you grew up with your parents, obviously being doctors, and so you're familiar with the hospital. Did it used to be this way?
1: No, no, no. There's no things were. The public system never worked in the way people people who advocate for it uh, say it should. But it worked to a certain extent. Things right. work at, at least. At, at least there were supplies. At least there were medicine. Uh, there were doctors. Because now a, a lot of the doctors in the country have fled the country, uh, because when you, when you earn so little. Uh, And there's basically no way you can feed your family. You just start looking for alternatives. And the ultimate alternative is to leave the country, unfortunately.
0: Sure. Now, um, hospitals have another thing that we often take for granted. They have lights. They have power. They have power for the AC, etc. Has there been power problems under socialism?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Earlier this year... The, the entire country went through a 72-hour blackout, and in some places, the blackout lasted even even longer than a week. And to this day, things are, are, are continue to be. I live in Caracas. Caracas is the capital of Venezuela, and um, because it is also the seat of power for the socialist revolution, uh, it's kind of exempt from from all those problems, from from the, the sheer extent of the problems. But for instance, a few, two days ago, we had a blackout here in, in where I live, and <clears throat> water, water is a complete nightmare. Uh, we, I barely have running water every week for maybe 24 to 36 hours. It actually just came back today, so I, I only have up to about 36 hours to restock on water, to clean my house, do laundry and everything, because then I w- we will have to go again through five or six days of without water. And this has been going on for years now. I, 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 you, you have to adapt yourself to this routine of trying to save water because you don't know when it's going to co- come back. And this is Caracas. And outside Caracas, things are even worse, way, way, mm-hmm. way worse. In Maracaibo, the city where I, I was born at, it is very common to go through 18 to 20 hours of without power per day. And this used to be the second largest city in, in Venezuela. It's is, it is a beautiful city that has been utterly destroyed by socialism and its complete incompetence and indolence, I'm afraid. Um, and in the case of water, my father lives in a real estate. He tells me water only comes back maybe two, three days every three months. Oh, that's my. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's it.
0: Now, um, I am very interested in this um, because of many reasons. One is just the sheer misery that the people of Venezuela are going through under socialism. Another is um, biblical law. Uh, when we look at the Bible, um, we, we see that it says, Thou shalt not steal, which means that there's private property. If there's stealing, it's, it's the taking of something that's not yours. It belongs to another person um but if the state steals that property and gives it away to others and controls all the means of production, of course it's in violation of of God's um, best for his people and um, socialism too is is it takes advantage of covetousness and it pits one person against another, causing one person to... Uh, covet what another person has you know supposedly the haves and the have-nots and always at the top of a communist system or a socialist system there's going to be the elite those few people um, will have extra things like uh, maybe a generator to give them power and fresh water but the average person on the streets is left with something far less and today we're We're talking with Christian Caruso. He lives in Venezuela, and he's written a number of articles for Breitbart where he documents life under socialism. And um, your parents are doctors, and your mom, unfortunately, has passed, and this has not always been this way. Can you remember any good days years ago in Venezuela and what they were like?
1: Well... uh uh, I will have to say uh, when, when, at the time when I was six or seven around the time uh, before Chavez came to power I mean the country wasn't so politically divided wasn't so destroyed things were got pretty rough towards the uh, this, the end of the 80s and the start of the 90s in Venezuela in terms of economy and uh, a few things that happened here but the country was recovering from that it wasn't perfect but it it was way better than what we had today you know you could walk to the streets and not be uh, and not being afraid of getting robbed or steal or stolen getting okay. so I could you know go to any bakery at any time at any given moment and find bread uh, go to any pharmacy and buy and find whatever i needed at any time uh, but now and then you compare that to what we have and what we've going through especially in the past 4 to 5 years and, and then you, you have to consider all the, the bread lines I have to make, all the water lines, water rations, power rations, food rations. And at some point, at some point, uh, like two or three years ago, you needed to scan your fingerprints just to be able to buy toilet paper in certain places. Oh, my. That's as absurd as it sounds, uh, a lot of things, because the government – uh, implemented price controls. Uh, they say you can only sell these items at at this price, uh, without without considering things like uh, in hyperinflation and all that stuff. And of course, who's going to produce something if you are if you are forced to sell it at a loss, which creates shortages? And one of the items, for example, were the flour we use for arepa, which is our one of our traditional foods, and toilet paper. So imagine yourself. Uh, only being able to buy a roll of toilet paper per week because your fingerprint scanner uh, determines whether you co- you're allowed to buy it or not. Wow. Nowadays, uh, supplies have indeed recovered, despite of what the government says, because you know they're blaming America and sanctions for everything and every calamity that happens in the country. It's America's fault, apparently, according to them. Uh, while supplies have seen some sort of, of, of um, improvement. The thing is that nobody is, can realistically afford to live normally in this country. It's, it's it's quite an impossible task for most people.
0: Well, this is uh, touching particularly at the level of your mother and she developed some kind of cancer, was it?
1: Yes, and her liver. Uh, leio if if that's how you say it in English. I'm yes. Sorry if it's not like that, yeah.
0: Yes. Um, Now, from reading your article quickly, it looks like it was very difficult not only to get the supplies needed for a simple blood test, but other kind of supplies that normally would be readily available in America became a nightmare to try to secure for your mother there in Venezuela.
1: Yeah, uh, everything from... from the simplest stomach, you know, stomach uh, pain medicines, to the thing that you, the, the things that complement any any every round of chemo, and, yes. and even antacid. Antacids pro- became so rare to find at some point because the government banned the import of antacids because uh, for somehow I don't know exactly how that works, but you can use it to neutralize the effects of tear gas. Ah, which is which is one of their favorite tools to, to, to use against protesters here in Venezuela. So,
0: so that's the, um, that's what the socialists use when there's protests of the abuses happening. They'll use tear gas, and so they'll ban the antacid because it it can be used to neutralize the effects of this tear gas. But then that also. Uh, prevents people from using this antacid, uh, like Tums or that sort of thing, on your stomach when you need it. Uh, So what did your mother have to do?
1: Well, uh, at the lack of any any options, all we could do was get baking soda and water. That's all.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this is is shocking. Um, Do you have a few more minutes so we can continue talking?
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> you know what I wanted to ask you about is um you know we're we're Christians and this is a Christian network uh, we love the Lord uh, do you see um, religious freedom what kind of religious freedom do you or lack thereof do you see in Venezuela
1: well religion has been uh, an interesting subject because uh the government they have had a, a love and hate relationship when it comes to religion. Hmm. At some point, yes, at some point when Chavez felt mightier than, than everyone else in this planet, he said he didn't believe in God. He, he, basically, he didn't need God anymore. He had socialism, he had control, he had money, he had power, he had everything. He didn't need God. And Well, like two or three years later, he announced to the world that he had cancer. Ah, Uh, yes, and then he found the Lord again. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't put that against him. Uh, That's every (laughs) human should, (laughs) you know, yeah. But it's not what. What the thing is that they they weaponize religion, and to this day they still do it. Gotcha. They find they found a way to weaponize religion and people's faith, and try to splice socialism into it and use it for their own nefarious needs. Right. And that's, that's yes, that's the, the part that's, that really, that, oof, I don't know how to say, but it's,
0: yes. it's. Yeah, so that, that's helpful. Um, mm-hmm. What about freedom of speech? I mean, what do you find on that front?
1: Well, that's one of, that's, that has been one of the main, their main goals. When they started to get power, As the more they got power, the less freedom of speech we we got in the country. They, would, they will tell you, every, every person that defends Maduro's regime and, and Venezuela and the Socialist Party, they will tell you that we have absolute freedom of speech, but it's not truth. A lot of the media have been censored. A lot of channels have been outright closed. A lot of international TV channels have been banned. Websites have been blocked. Um, cell phones aren't safe anymore. And now we have something called an anti-hate speech law which can get you up to twenty years in prison oh, if wow. you say if you say something that they consider hateful. And now this is the thing. The law doesn't specify it's very it is very ambiguous in the term. So they are the ones that determine what is hate speech or not. And some of the media, for example television, most of the T V channels are left here having self censored in order to stay afloat. The <clears throat> print media is dying because the government controls the import and and, and they assign who gets the material the materials to print and and paper and, and, all, and all that stuff uh radio is another it's one of the places where a lot the most amount of stations have been closed our internet is very very bad and and the only reason my internet right now is working is because i try to repair it myself with a bit of tape and, and an exacto knife and it somehow works it's working again <laughs> oh my yes <laughs> And it's 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 one of the things, uh, they also had a, a, they first started with a, a, a law that tried to censor media, and in effect, it, it 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 did censor media, but they masked it and said, no, this is to protect children, this is to protect families. They always do that. They always try to present themselves as the heroes of the tale while, you know, stabbing the country in the back, so to speak. But freedom of speech is not something we have here. It, it's something I admire in America because you can freely say whatever you want within, you know.
0: But sure, uh, sure. You can't go but, into a, as they say, a movie theater and cry fire. But you have a a, a wide uh, allowance of freedom of speech. But uh, I am seeing some concerns on that front lately from those who are of a socialist perspective and. Um, the fact is, most of uh, most of the media is somewhat influenced or even heavily controlled by the left in America. Some are still relatively free, and uh, I'll probably get in hot water by saying that, but it, that's just my own personal observation. Now, today we're talking with Christian Caruso. Uh, he lives in Venezuela. Both parents were medical doctors. And he's watched the steady deterioration of his beloved country uh, under uh, the leadership of socialism. And um, I'd urge you to look up his name, go to Breitbart News, and look for uh, articles by caruza C-A-R-U-Z-O, first name Christian. He's got a lot of interesting pictures there, and they're very Sobering pictures interesting but extremely sobering and um, maybe you can describe some of the pictures that you've you've captured of Venezuela to our listeners
1: well uh, if you if you want to see what's the, the current state of a country after twenty years of socialism, those pictures are like an appetizer, for example, you can see the blackouts or the state of the media and and the one that that, are, that gets me the most are the ones from the morgue, the hospital, oh. because that's the exact same place where I had to take my mother's body out of the hospital yes. when she died. And yes, and and, and the state of the hospitals—that's that's the one that gets me the most because I used to walk around those halls when when my mom, mother was working, when I was better, when I was younger, or when I was eleven or twelve, and I recognize some of the places and. Things weren 't like that. things were no. definitely not like that before
0: no that 's right. well, um, I hope you can look back and just be thankful for your parents and that they uh, they served the public the very best they could, even though things gradually deteriorated all around them and um, as we close here today uh, we 're talking with Christian Caruso would you have any words of advice for younger people who have uh, only seen one side of the socialist argument and they say, we want to be socialists? Um, How would you advise these young people if they happen to be listening today?
1: Look, I understand that they're young and and that at that time, maybe you have all those heroic ideals, and socialism seems appealing to you, and they sell you the, the whole package, saying how great it is, how everyone will have access, to, free access to everything, because uh, in, under socialism everything will magically work. And look, uh, we were we were sold the same lie, we were sold the same story, the very same story you are being sold right now maybe with a few words, different words because that's that's one thing. Uh, the specific and 100% pure brand of socialism that they're trying to sell you, they will tell you that it has never been tried. This is unlike anything in the past. The past doesn't, doesn't matter uh, because this is completely different but it's not. It's the same thing.
0: The same thing, yeah.
1: It's the same story we told over, over and over and over again and look what happened to Cuba, look what happened to us, look what happened in, in the other places in the world where socialism has been tried. And then they will tell you, of course, if you tell them that, that they will tell you that, no, because uh, that, that that's not real socialism, because this and that and this and so. But every single day for the past 20 years, almost 20 years now, I have heard the word socialism in state media. Everywhere I go, I see the word socialism. And uh, this is what, this is exactly this is exactly the same ideology. First, it started with Chavez. Now it's with Maduro. But it's the same regime. It's the same United Socialist Party of Venezuela that people used to praise when socialism was "quote unquote" working uh, about ten years ago. And suddenly, magically, it's no longer the case. I mean, Venezuela was used to be a socialist darling uh, for even even. The left, the left Hollywood media and and, and all that stuff. Me, actors from Hollywood came to praise socialism. Of course, they got the check. Everyone made business yeah. and 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 things like that. But no, 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 man, man, man no, Don't don't even think about trying socialism because look what happened here.
0: Yes, I, I you think really, that's, would you? that's very good advice. And um, sadly, it affected your mother's life and. Uh, she 's no longer with you. this beautiful medical doctor uh, did not get the care that she deserved under socialism, contrary to all the lies and you know all the promises. Um, well, I want to thank you very much, Christian Caruso. Um, this went longer than I thought, and it was worth every minute if someone would like to read your writings. Um, What's the address for Breitbart where they can go and look you up and read what you've been writing about here?
1: All right. Uh, They can go to breitbart.com slash author dash Christian dash K dash Caruso, and you'll find my series called My Socialist Health, and if I may avail myself of a tiny moment here, I would like to publicly thank briber for getting my story out and my words out to the rest of the world because uh, socialism utterly can destroy my country and continues to do so to this day, regrettably. The thing is that most new outlets are covering the collapse of Venezuela, and briber thankfully is. They are, they are letting yes. my word out.
0: <laughs> I appreciate them also, and that's one of the news sources I go to, to look things up, and you'll get... Um, a lot of insights that are just not published in the other news sources so i agree with you and thanks for that
1: thank you and once again i please check them out and (laughs) thank you for for reading it if you if you go and read it
0: yes we've been talking today with christian caruso He's a Venezuelan writer, and uh, he lives right there in Venezuela, so he's got firsthand experience of what life is like under socialism. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me today, Dan.
0: And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.